Hey, this is WJ from Culture Cast Radio, and you are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Ryan M. Brewer. Michael fucking Malone. <laughs> What's up, bud? Nothing, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. So a clarifying tweet would have been like what you Pref- would have like, it would I have don't been, know how he didn't do that. It it's would have not been even, preferable to what we got. Preferable. Dude, it's been a day and a half, almost two days now, and uh, he's not even talking about it. No, nah, dude, you they can't. You can't. Him? You can't hit him with the newspaper and rub his nose in it after two days. He doesn't fucking remember. No, no, he doesn't remember it. They asked him <laughs> yesterday when they were, you know, always he's in front of a fucking helicopter for some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> that shit drives me up the goddamn wall every time you go to you watch a clip of him getting interviewed. You always there's always like a like what the fuck Dude. are we doing? Can't we get this guy's in indoors for do you, a few do you, questions? Do you think he's such a troll? Do you think it's possible that he's such a troll that he's like, listen, I know they hate my they hate my hair, they don't like it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Can we make sure that anytime I'm seen on camera, there's wind blowing <laughs> through my hair? Can we make that happen? It's just like a giant ploy to just further piss off everyone. Well, he, I, I would not put that past him at all. He's like, if you want to talk to me, do it over a helicopter. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start hey, getting there, arguments hey, with, there, with my girlfriend. Malone, she brings it. Did, you, did you do the dishes? I'll be like, if you want to ask me that question, please ask me in front of a helicopter. <laughs> Malone, there are elections and elections have consequences. One of mine is... <laughs> I no longer have to talk to anyone who isn't in Dude, front of I a helicopter. Screaming at the television at Joe Biden when he when uh, Trump said, "You know, there's consequences. I won the election, so I get to pick who who gets yeah. in that seat and stuff." Yeah. And and he's like, "If if you guys would have won, you guys would be doing the same thing." I was screaming at Joe Biden, telling him, "Please remind him that Barack Obama was forced." into waiting 10 months and then still didn't get to pick a judge like and was and we were okay with that we allowed that to happen they didn't even wait 10 hours i don't know if you were okay with it well we were well we clearly allowed it to happen yeah fair and expect in a fair exchange at a later time (laughs) um anyways I was going to say, so. oh, um, oh man, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, so he was asked, he was asked, right, about the comment mm. in front of the fucking helicopter. And they're like, sir, uh, about the Proud Boys, like, do you want to clarify anything about your statement about standby and stand, you know, stand back? And uh, he goes, I don't know who that is. I don't know who the Proud Boys even are. I don't know who that is. And then moved on. <laughs> Bro. What? This reminds me of, remember when he was retweeting David Duke a lot when he first got in the White House and a lot of people were like, hey man, he's retweeting fucking the Grand Wizard an awful lot. And then they cornered him on it and they were like, hey, what's up with you and the Grand Wizard? And he was like, I don't know who he is. 
I don't know who David. I don't know what David Duke does. I don't know his job. David, you don't know who David Duke is? David Duke is uh, Slytherin, right? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's you like, don't know it's like whatever the, the, the Mandrakes and the Maldrakes and the and the and the and the Dukes, the Duke family, the famous Duke yeah. family of yes. hog of Hogwarts he's one of the graduates. Duke brothers. He he's he a most famous Hogwarts uh, graduate of all time. He became the Grand Wizard. In fact, he's the <laughs> Harry Potter. Nothing. This guy is the Grand Wizard. Exactly. Like, how do you not know his job? That's like being like, I don't know who Steve Jobs is. I don't know his. I don't know what he does. <laughs> I don't know who he is exactly. Really? Well, I do. But I, the interesting part about that is, is uh, I I do think it uh, it does actually prove a previous statement that we thought was false. Uh, it does actually prove it to be true when he said uh, they were like, "Will will you condemn uh, white supremacy?" And he said, uh, "I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I just want peace." Yeah. <laughs> So as it comes to find out, he just told to stand by and stand back to people he didn't even know. He was like, I'm literally willing to do anything it takes. They're like, Proud Boys, those are two words I've never heard together before in my life. (laughs) Stand back and stand down. (laughs) Which is a bold move because, frankly, Proud Boys does not sound like a white supremacist group. It sounds like a dance troupe is what it sounds like. It sounds like a group of B-boys from <sighs> Philadelphia. It's a fucking nightmare. That whole thing was just a nightmare to watch. I, I, I will say this. The moments that I did like, I, okay, uh, I, you know, I've been very open with this, and, and I don't know if you and I have talked about it or not, but like Joe Biden wasn't even in my top three choices, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted Warren real bad. Yeah. And even when I was watching the debates, I really wanted Warren up there eating him for fucking lunch. Um, Do you think anyone could eat him for fucking lunch? I think Elizabeth Warren would rip him like you would, like no one has ever seen. She has the energy. She's quick on her feet. She's smart as fuck. And I think off the cuff and like in a debate setting like that, Elizabeth Warren is is the person you want in that position. I don't know, man. I, let, let me let me counterpoint this for a moment. Okay, dude, have you ever been arguing with someone and they are so drunk that every <laughs> that nothing, literally nothing that they're throwing at you is even remotely true? Yes, but like, I will say have this. It, do, what, how, tell me how that conversation ends every time. It ends with you going, God damn it, fuck you, and you walk away. And, <laughs> and if Elizabeth Warren did that on a national stage, uh, you know, like you would if you were a you know, rational yeah. person trying to argue against that guy, then she'd be done for. She'd be done for. Dude, yeah, but uh, did you, did, uh, you ever try that shit with your mom? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I hate to fucking sound sexist or whatever, but like your drunk ass comes home at two in the morning trying to talk shit to your mom in the kitchen because you woke her up. Are you? You ain't surviving that. Are you insinuating that Elizabeth Warren is going to hit Donald Trump about the head? 
Yeah, I will say that a shoe will come off during that debate. <laughs> I was I was actually going to pose this for you. Do you think, true or false, Joe Biden wins the election by a landslide if he comes out to his the next debate, he walks up, he says his thank yous, he waves his little fucking hat, they give him two minutes to talk about whatever the fuck. He says nothing. He turns and walks over to the podium and he hits Donald Trump in the fucking mouth. Bro. And then walks I- directly off the stage. Do you think he wins in a landslide victory? Yes or no? <sighs> Unfortunately, no. And here's why. Someone like me would love that. However, the arguments that I'm getting from the right already, just the way that Joe behaved, the um, you know the the twice that he uh, kind of did a side comment, he called Donald Trump a clown at one point and then apologized, mm. and then the other point he said, "Shut up, man," yeah, and he got frustrated with him. Those two are the biggest talking points coming from the right right now, saying that Joe Biden doesn't respect the president. He 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 was way out of line, and that you know blah 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 like. That was a big narrative going around on on the on what I could see from my uh, uh, you know followers from the right. Um, that was the big argument going around that like Joe Biden really lost his fuck. He was out of control, <laughs> and so even so, in those moments of frustration when he said, "Shut up, man," something like that is 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 too much for. For a party who is supporting someone who uh, who encourages people to grab women by the pussy, who uh, calls Mexicans uh, rapists and drug dealers, who numerous times has told police to be rougher with people and, and, and so on and so forth. But Joe Biden saying, shut up, man, under his breath was outrageous and unpresidential and they could not believe it. In fairness, Joe Biden wasn't in control of most of his bodily functions before he got on the stage. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So so here so here's my thing. So I wanted Warren to eat him for fucking lunch, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now I was okay with Bernie then being when when Warren didn't get it and Bernie was still on the running, I was like, okay. Now, if you thought it was a shit show with Joe Biden and and Trump, imagine having Bernie Sanders on that stage with his yelling and all that shit. Like, there wouldn't have been a debate. It would have been literally two old men just screaming at each other. Like, two bad neighbors having an out over the property line. Yeah. Like, it would have been seriously just... Just two old men yelling at each other the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad Bernie wasn't in it, although I was willing to support Bernie for whatever. Um, for whatever. <laughs> for whatever. For whatever he's a- into. You know, whatever Bernie wants to do, I'm in for it. I'm never – I'm going to uh, – people hate that I – can't get behind Bernie saying I just can't I know he's doing good things I know that he's a, a you know a good person and he's he's done awesome shit and a lot of people like him and I will not take that away from anybody like fucking do you yeah I, and but man I just he's just not my guy uh and my third choice was Pete 
I wanted Mayor Pete. You wanted the Mayor dudes. Pete. You out of sheer Midwestern allegiance, you son Bro, of a bitch. Oh, he's a Midwestern guy. He's an army vet. He fucking speaks like four languages. You he's two young, look alike when you shave. I mean, what more could you fucking want? I mean, that's your fucking guy. You gonna you gonna stream past what I just said? What'd you say? <laughs> that you two look alike when you shave? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't do me dirty like that. <laughs> that guy a, looks like five old winnies. Hey, he's a he's a handsome guy, and so is his husband. His husband is, yeah. I I don't. I look. Pete was. I be. I was like just because you don't yeah, part your hair go. on the side. Yeah, <laughs> he just happened to be too robotic for the American people. He he comes off like Zuckerberg does where you're like, is this AI? He's AI, right? <laughs> this is how they get us, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is one of those Russian bots I keep hearing about, isn't it? <laughs> this guy's going to talk my Toyota into attacking me, isn't he? Um, so dude, hold on. Can you just imagine just the light of an overhead, like a door, uh, uh, automatic door. That's the only thing lighting the room. So this kind of dull <laughs> yellow glow and just, just mayor Pete crouched down in the corner, whispering into the oil, uh, or the gas cap of a fucking Toyota. Just like, now's the time. Now, now Get is him. the time. I can't, I can't. I know I don't remember the fucking password. Just, just do it. It's now. Now's the fuck. What? Who else would come out here and do this? I'm the only one. I didn't uh, go ahead. Tell me anybody else. No one else has done this. Then I'm probably the guy. <laughs> then I'm probably the guy. <laughs> so I was all I was all in for for Mayor Pete even. Uh, but I, I I was very leery about biden and uh hey wasn't um, wasn't uh wasn't mayor pete even wasn't that like on his campaign signs is that, is that, no was, <laughs> i don't know that's really funny though, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a mayor slogan that was a slogan they were like mayor pete even <laughs> which i believe is how he came up in every conversation well you know i I'm not a Bernie guy. I've never been a Bernie guy, but I could have supported Bernie or Mayor Pete even. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Mayor Pete even. That's his new Mayor name Pete from now even. on. Go ahead. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I will say this. After watching the debates, I'm Team Joe, dude. Like, I'm fucking go Joe. Uh, right. The way he was able to keep his cool under that pressure, because I would have, president or not president at the moment, I would have told Donald Trump, I would have warned him nicely the first few times. Hey, man, I'm trying to, you know, please don't talk over me. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and then the third you time know, it happened. The way you nicely talk to the president. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Look. Hey, man. Uh, please don't do that. And then like by the third Forrest time, I've been like, I've been like, excuse me, Chris, uh, just one second, uh, Mr. Trump. If you don't uh, stop doing that, I'm gonna have to kindly ask you to uh, ask your security to step to the side, and you and I go out back, and I'm gonna put your face in your fucking lap. <laughs> and then I would have moved on with my point. 
And if he would have said anything else, I would have walked, I would have stepped away from the podium, took my suit jacket off, and I would have leaned in and said, it's time. (laughs) (laughs) I would not have been able to keep my cool. Like, I, anyways. So I like the way Joe handled it. Uh And the moments that stuck out to me that weren't (laughs) clearly the blatant racism and shit going on from the Trump camp. Uh, but the moments that stuck out to me were the times that Joe broke the fourth wall, spoke directly into the camera and addressed real issues. Those moments that he said, like, listen, there's a there's a, 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 a seat that's empty at your dinner table. It might be your mom or your, or your dad or your brother who died from COVID-19 and you weren't able to be with them. And, you know, and that's yeah. hard. And he yeah. and, and then he talked about his son and how he had an addiction problem, how he overcame it, and how he's proud of him. And yeah. and those moments that he spoke to the American people saying, look, man, I get it. I know it sucks right now, you know, and I want to help you. Um, those were the moments that really stuck out to me and, and shined through. And I thought, like, fuck, yeah, that's how you do it. Um, meanwhile, Donald Trump did not address the American people one time in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's, he didn't, uh, that was the biggest thing that I noticed. Um, were just the two, the two alternate, um, the two alternatives for like strategy. Like Trump, like spent most of the time turning perpendicular to the camera to look directly at Joe. And say, yeah, and I don't even and, mean like, and body just be wall. like, I mean, hey, like, yeah, like all the like he turned and spoke directly at Joe. He'd say Joe, and yeah. he would he would speak to him uh, as it like directly to him. Whereas Biden kept saying he he doesn't know he's lying. He's saying yes. this and that. He you know he never he he other than like shut up, man. I don't think, I'm not sure there were that many times that he directly addressed Trump, which is good. Um, I. I, I th- and, and I'm I mean policy wise or anything like he did not address the American people at all in any way shape or form. No, no, he did. The only time no. he did was telling the Proud Boys to stand by. That was <laughs> the only time, ironically, <laughs> that he that he addressed the Proud, American what is it, Proud, people about anything. Proud what what is it again? Proud boys, the boy, Proud Boys. <laughs> Proud Boys, stand down. I don't know who you are. Whatever dance crew you are, stand down. Uh, yeah, it, uh, hey, you remember that time that, uh, remember the time that, that, the guy that founded, uh, Proud Boys, uh, put a butt plug in his ass on his video live stream, like live, and then they're like screen grabs of it on the internet. It'd be a shame if that went viral. I did not know anything about that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a, be a real shame if that went viral. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a... Man, that'd be a real shame if maybe the kids from TikTok got a hold of that no from from my account um, at Malone Comedy. If you're following me on TikTok, later to have that video yeah. and pass that around, that'd be terrible. Yeah, yeah, it'd be the worst. That'd be the worst. Man, I hope that doesn't happen. Dude, somebody said that on Twitter, and I was like, that's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've heard all day. I got to go now to an incognito tab of Google and fucking search. <laughs> Search. Type in white supremacy butt plug. I, uh, no, I first had to search uh, who's the founder of the Proud Boys, and then I found his name, and then I searched that and butt plug, and uh, yeah, they exist. You can also find him by just typing in Google most punchable man in the universe. Who and then, would you And most? then just his fucking dumbass mustache comes up. <laughs> His fucking just handlebar, a, like a, men are face fucking him. They can just grab a hold of that silhouette, mustache. Just a silhouette of his fucking mustache. 
yeah, um, yeah. I, I, the, the the thing about the debate for me, um, they I, they did this poll afterwards, and it was like um, no one, virtually no one, statistically no one changed their mind. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, no one learned anything new about either candidate, and statistically, no one uh, had, like had anything unex- unexpected happen. Like it was like that de- yeah. debate was, uh, you know, uh, hoping against hope that Biden didn't say something wild. Yeah, it was go- which he's capable of. Well, dude, the other – I mean the day so, after the debate, I see I see a video on Twitter of, of Biden giving a speech and a train goes by and he gets distracted by the train. I'm like, god damn it. Just keep him indoors <laughs> until the next debate. Nobody gets to see Joe Biden. Dude, I, 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 I think the – barring him saying something crazy, everybody's expectation going in was that Trump was going to be combative. Trump was going to be dishonest. And Trump was going to be light on policy, heavy on rhetoric. And everybody's estimation going in was that Joe Biden was going to be more deferential, that he was going to follow the rules, that he was going to keep it together, that he was going to be a little rattled most of the time, and that he also wasn't really going to make any firm policy points. And I think that's exactly the fuck what happened. Like, like nothing... uh, nothing out of the ordinary happened for either person. I think what everything Trump did, we should now be like, oh, yeah, yeah, if I figured, you know, if we were spinning the wheel of fucked up things Trump could do, it was going to land on that one eventually. Uh, (laughs) You know, like we should we should all kind of just be like, well, he did the thing we probably could have figured he was going to do. Let's move on. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did what, read a really interesting article um, from. So somebody had had uh, tweeted it, and was like, "This is in the National Review," which, if if you're not aware, is like super super far right wing news outlet. And but they like, were saying it with exclamation points, and it was about how uh, Biden was going to win. And I was like, "Okay, well, this is." too interesting to not read <laughs> so yeah, this seems like a trick right so I, so i click on it and i'm reading it and basically the whole thing and it, believe it or not it made a lot of sense in a lot of ways um the the overarching point was that like no one really liked hillary like like no one really did well yeah you got the excuse of like there's nobody to vote for yeah and so well no yeah and no one liked hillary and people actually actively disliked hillary enough yeah that there were never hillary people you've not heard anybody marching around going never biden (laughs) nobody says never biden so when donald trump started attacking hillary this this like hyper conservative guys like uh his his opinion is that like when trump started attacking hillary everyone was kind of like Man, what an asshole, but like she kind of deserves it because <laughs> right. she kind of is awful, right? And then, uh, but Joe Biden, nobody's never Biden, and plus, he looked really old. I don't know what they were doing with the like contrast on the screen to to to, yeah, to he looks so old to dial down Trump's orange glow, 
but it caught <laughs> but whatever it was it caused joe to look gaunt uh by comparison but joe biden just looked really old and so what previously came off as this big asshole bully sticking it to the person you kind of hope gets bullied uh turned into this big giant asshole bully bullying this poor old man <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, everybody's just, like, slowly coming back to their senses, like, oh, this is, that didn't feel right. That was just an, that was just a poor old man. Why was it, why was that old man even up there? That felt terrible. This guy's our president? What the fuck have we been doing? I don't, uh, no, I don't care what he stands for. There's no way that I'm going to vote for the guy who goes to old folks' homes and, ro- and and just roasts people until they cry about their dead son. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what the fuck have we been up to, man? What were we thinking? I th- Like, it's just, it, yeah, it kind of came off. It didn't. Oh, it didn't great. land quite as hard as the as the the ransacking of Hillary did. My girlfriend kept screaming at the screen. That's Bart Simpson. Our president is Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's a child. So, oh, yeah. God, uh, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> there was there was one line. That I wanted to go back through and clip out, but I, I didn't because I don't know. I'm lazy. Uh, there was one line that cracked me up. The, the camera just happened. I don't know where did. By the way, where did you watch? What channel did you watch on? Uh, I watched on Hulu. Was doing like a live like watch it here. Kind uh, okay, of thing, so I just watched on Hulu. Okay, I have uh, I have YouTube TV, so I, I had the choice between like. The CBS feed, the NBC feed, the Fox feed, and the PBS feed. Oh, okay. And yeah. so I chose the PBS one thinking it would be the least stupid. Bias. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I watched. But anyway. Um, so, so what did Big Bird have to say after the so debate? So Big Bird was... <laughs> <laughs> did, did they, did they Big Bird was like the streets of Sesame Street to <laughs> ask the people what they thought. He was like, yeah, yeah, saw him. He was not very nice. N I C E nice. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna Christ. go home and cuddle with Snuffleupagus. That was really f- <laughs> that was really fucked up. Big Bird, your mic's still on. <laughs> you know, Snuffleupagus doesn't exist to anyone else but Big Bird. What? That's a real fucking thing, man. No, he, Big Bird's in like a Fight Club kind of mentality with Snuffleupagus. Yeah, Snuffleupagus is is his his uh, his Tyler Durden. No, yeah. How do you? Who told you this? I read it on the Elmo? internet. Elmo, really? dude, Elmo's got What's the Elmo's loose lips, McGee over there, dude. You get up close enough, <laughs> you tickle him enough. You, tell you, you get a street or two adjacent to to uh, to Sesame Street. You get over on Sesame <laughs> Ave or Sesame Boulevard, and uh, Elmo gets out over there and runs that mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's where the real shit goes. That's down. That's where the shit goes what, down, I, dude. I, Sesame I Avenue. I need to know everything about this 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 Snuffleupagus case. I uh, you just blew my fucking mind. You know what's about to happen then? This is no. the part of the podcast where Malone Googles a thing. <laughs> I told you we were going to have a theme song we for that part. We do need a theme song. Yeah. 
Big Bird and Snuffleup. Uh, snuff. Uh, There's a P in there. Snuffleupagus, I think. Like Galap, yes. like Galapagus. Okay, there it is. Yeah, it's hard as fuck to spell. You, uh, does, uh, do you know how to spell it? Uh, can I try? Uh, can, try. can I? Can I try? Can I live? Um, <laughs> can I live? S S N U F F A L. Nope. You're nope. Snuff. Uh, snuff. Okay, spell it for me. S N U F F. L E U P A G U S. So it's Snuffle Upagus. Mm-hmm. Snuffle you Pugus. <laughs> Snuffle you Pugus. Uh, first thing right here. First somehow uh, is somehow that sounds really racist. <laughs> hey, hey, Snuffle you Pugus. Yeah. <laughs> what, what fuck does that mean, old man? Uh, <clears throat> says here he lives in Glendale. No, uh, it's it says is Snuffy Big Bird's imaginary friend. See, dude, I told you. First introduced to viewers November eighth, nineteen seventy one. Snuffleupagus, the woolly mammoth, better known as Snuffy, was an imaginary friend of Big Bird's for nearly fifteen years. Yes, he was. What the fuck? How did they explain? How, who, what do you, I need to rewatch Sesame now I, Street? I honestly didn't know that they've like come out and conspicuously said like, "Oh no, he's a thing now." I didn't know this they is, did that. So when when did he debut? Going to take over my whole afternoon. When did he debut? November eighth, nineteen seventy one. And they said he was fifteen years, so up until eighty six. And then in eighty six, yeah. apparently they were like, "No, he's not imaginary anymore. He's real." This says uh, no one, however, could be absolutely certain that Mr. Snuffleupagus actually existed. Time and uh, again, Snuffy would shuffle into frame, just missing the adult residence of Sesame Street. Big Bird would try to convince them that his pal was real. They'd humor him, but they'd never really believe it. How did I miss that on my entire childhood? I don't know, man, but I did too. Well... Uh, you probably only would have been watching like for it's like if he if he became real in eighty six, right? Or yeah, I was born eighty three, so he's always been real to me. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly cannot recall. Sesame Street was big for me, but I can't recall that I ever had the thought like, "Is Snuffleupagus real?" Because think about what that what that requires of a child's mind. Yeah, we're not smoking um, pot that early, right? Think about <laughs> think about this. You're watching a show where a giant bird talks to humans, right? Yeah. And your giant bird has a woolly mammoth friend. How are you supposed to comprehend that the giant bird in this world is real, but the woolly mammoth is not? Right? Like, neither of those things exists in my world, so I just assumed everything on Sesame Street was fucked up and weird, right? <laughs> there, all, there also aren't, like, Oscar the Grouches in the trash cans. Like, that's just not a thing. There is an L.A. So why is Snuffleupagus the next level of imaginary? Like, he's even imaginary to the imaginary people. 
He has a first name. It's O S C A R. No, I can't even pronounce his. I don't even know how to pronounce his. You're smarter than I am. What's it? How do you, how do you pronounce this? I'm going to spell it out okay. for you. You ready? Okay. A L O Y S I U S. Alysis? Oh, Aloysius. Aloysius. Aloysius Snuffleupagus is his fucking name. Somebody's, wait, somebody's middle name is Aloysius in, uh, in some Disney movie or something. Hold on. Aloysius the third. Holy shit. Now that's, that's going to bother me for the rest of this podcast. Oh my God. Snuffy's reveal came about because of some high profile sex abuse cases. What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? We have well, gone down excuse a, a, me? A, a rabbit hole that we will never, we'll never be the same after this. Dude. Was Snuffy fucking kids? The original Snuff, like the imaginary Snuffy was fucking kids? Yeah. He was fucking real kids or imaginary kids? It says Snuffy's performer, Martin P. Robinson, revealed that Snuffy was finally introduced to the main human cast to a string of high-profile and sometimes graphic stories of pedophilia and sexual abuse of children that had been aired on such shows as 60 Minutes and 2020 in the early mid-1980s. The writers felt that by having the adults refuse to believe that Big Bird that uh, believe Big Bird, despite the fact that he was telling the truth, they were scaring children into thinking that their parents would not believe them if they had been sexually abused. What the and fuck? And that they were better off just remaining silent. Holy fucking shit. What the fuck? Snuffleupagus is it like existential um, uh, 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 presence on this earth is to combat child abuse? Yeah. Hashtag Pizzagate Malone. <laughs> oh, this rabbit wow. hole goes way deeper than you thought, don't it? Man. Holy oh my shit. God. You, know, you know who's been talking about this was the guy from Good Charlotte. I'm just <laughs> He leaked it all right before the CIA did. Did you not look up any Tom DeLong still? I haven't yet. I need to. I went and watched the goddamn Facebook movie on Netflix, Malone. Facebook movie? The, you mean the octopus the, thing? No, the Facebook movie. The social oh, dilemma. Oh, the Facebook. I thought you said the Spacebook movie. No, I, like, I, watched, I watched the social dilemma. Yeah, and? Um... It was really well made. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, like, again, like a lot of it, and like, no duh. A lot of it. Uh, I don't know that they accurately amplified the right points that they need to amplify. Here's what I mean by that. I was talking to somebody about this on Twitter. Uh, about this documentary. Be- <laughs> so ironic because you're talking about uh, right. social dilemma on right. a social media you platform. You know, like you do. <laughs> yeah. Because I had been served uh, something so delicately on a platter as to him retweeting one of his colleagues. And the retweet basically said, uh, um, it's not Facebook's fault or Twitter's fault 
or YouTube's fault or, or uh, t- Facebook's fault or Twitter's fault or Google's fault that people are addicted to their phones and use their phones so much. It's the people's fault. It's our responsibility to put the phone down. Yeah. And uh, then then he ret- then there was a retweet of it, and the retweet said, um, "This is the only correct take on this on this uh, documentary." And that bothered me because to me, phone addiction was like number six or seven thing on the list of stuff they were talking about that was important. The 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 misinformation, the fact that misinformation travels faster than real information, um, right. the, the fact that some entire countries, the primary means by which they have access to the Internet is through Facebook. And Facebook is under no obligation to make sure that the things on Facebook are even remotely true. And right. some in- and, and some it, entire and to the to the algorithm, uh-huh. your personal algorithms. Yeah. That and was the, the big thing for and me. The entire, yeah, and the entire algorithm is built to is built to make money off of showing you the thing that you are most wholeheartedly going to engage in. And it and 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 those are all more important than like yeah, sometimes you use your phone too much. Like <laughs> right, you yeah. know, um, because. I think if you want to get beyond if you, like the 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 point of using your phone too much is a moot point for me because people who don't use their phone very much, you know what they tend to do? They tend to play video games. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not yeah. it's it, the, the the how much you use your phone has nothing to do with it. It's what you're using your phone for. If instead of going, right, yeah, you know, if because that void can be filled with other things, where it is video games or TV shows or whatever, right? The fuck, you're those still are engaging uh, in right, something. Those else are is those are all bad and mindless, really. If if right. done to excess, right? Those are all bad. So to me, the sheer quantity that you use your phone, uh, fucking, uh, who cares? The 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 problem is when you start to engage in these programs uh, or these these apps and these platforms where the entire algorithm is built to make sure that one, you never see an opposing viewpoint. And number two, if you see one, it's uh, been attacked by like minded people like you and you can go in there and attack it. Right. They serve, you know what I mean? They serve you the comment, not the, right. they serve you the comment, not the post itself. Have you ever noticed that? You ever noticed how you'll get like notifications that'll be like at whoever that person is uh, commented on such and such as photo. And you're like, why did you just tell me that someone I know commented on someone else's photo? Yeah, I get the, those. are Yeah, I'm like, I don't get that. Or like it'll tell you somebody's going live and this and that. Like, and I, well, and I get that. Like, I, I follow this person. I want to know when they post something. Right. I don't need to know when they interact with someone else, but the whole point is to get me involved in that in that de- in that discussion or that debate so that it amplifies it. Right. So it's the entire platform's built on giving you the thing that you want to engage in so badly, and that's like that's worthy of being rethought. <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah. at least worth a rethink. And I just think I think that like. Not only is you're in charge of your phone, just put it down, dummy. Not only is that not the only take to take away from that film, it's probably not even top 10. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. A lot yeah, bigger there points. There's a lot there. of bigger issues going on there, and a lot of m- way more eye-opening things. Even though most of it was, again, like no, no duh yeah. stuff. I mean, honestly, I, di- I didn't know anything about Myanmar. I mean, they were talking about how, like, in Myanmar, like when people buy cell phones, like they're the the often in the store, they just preload Facebook and give it to you, and that's the way you access the internet. Like, yeah, like I know thousands about of that people either. in Myanmar. You just pick up your phone, you open Facebook, and that's your access to the internet. And uh, and and when you think about what Facebook's responsibility is toward not amplifying incendiary shit. Uh, it's it's it becomes much clearer when you look at it through the through the vein of uh, uh, through the veil of these these this is the only access to the internet they have period so there is no <laughs> there's no like oh, I better Google that you know what I mean yeah and the, and it's you you fall into that what where that translates here in America is uh, to older folks like your parents and your grandparents a lot of the only access that they have. Not to be shitty, but like is Facebook. Everything that they're reading, the news they're getting, the the memes, the the messages, like it's oh, all yeah. coming through Facebook. Your your fucking mom or your grandma is not fucking going to NPR.com or Googling right. a goddamn thing. Right, right. And uh, yeah, and uh, that that gets that gets frustrating at times because you know, you'll it happens to all of us. You have somebody send you something and you're like, okay. You found this on Facebook. Um, Already suspect, but but let's (laughs) but let's go for it. And then you read through it, and you're like, okay, there's a lot of stuff in here. And here's the thing: if there's a uh, my favorite author, this is the second time we've mentioned Fight Club today, I think. But uh, my favorite author, Chuck Palahniuk, who who wrote the Fight the Club book. Um, he has a quote that says, uh, what you don't understand, you can make mean anything. So if you don't understand it, you can make it mean whatever you want it to mean. This is a basic point, right? right. And, and so, um, a lot of times, a lot of times we go, okay, there are just lies out there. Well, really the best ones don't have to use lies. They just gather little bits of the truth independent of context and put them all together in such a way that convinces you of a larger narrative, right? So you're watching a video and you're like, okay, a lot of these things they're saying in this video are accurate, but they're pulled out of the context that would color them to make sense and then put together with something else that's been pulled out of its context to convince me of this larger structure of everything, which is, you know, often that the the deep state liberals are, trying to destroy America. Um, you know what I mean? But, but like that's, it's not, it's, they're not necessarily reading lies. They're reading like seven truths devoid of context, all put together to make you think this one thing. (laughs) And you're like, okay, well, you know, those were all true, but, or some of them, um, not to say that there aren't lies. I'm just saying there's, it's, it's a way more complex problem than just going, is this factually true? Okay, if it's factually true, then we just we, that's that's okay. That's as far as we got to think, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I th- totally agree. And we're seeing that bleed into everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw it on the debate stage the other night. Like, you have a president who is buying into these conspiracy theories that are going on. Yeah, 
Um, and you and you have his supporters who uh, I don't know if you saw this. This just happened, I think, yesterday or today. But um, Chrissy Teigen uh, posted about her miscarriage on Twitter. I did see that. She yeah she had, it was a black and white photo of her in a hospital gown and she's crying of course and it's a really intimate moment there and really personal and she wrote this big paragraph to go along with it about how excited they were to welcome their son Jack into their life and you know things went wrong and that they you know they were just heartbroken it's really just fucking heart wrenching uh, post right and what's happening now the feedback that they're getting is people um, who are believing in QAnon and stuff like that are now attacking her on Twitter and saying really gross shit like, that's what you get for eating babies. Um, This is what you get for the Hollywood elite sacrificing children. Um, uh, You know, and then you have the regular conservatives coming after her about abortion laws and saying that, like, yeah, this is why abortion should be illegal. Now you know that, like, a baby's a baby, you know, from conception and, like, really just going after her. Yeah. And I think on two levels we have a problem here. We A, something you and I have talked about before, which is what is the truth? If we can't agree on what the truth is, we can no longer move forward. We can't evolve without agreeing on what the truth is, right? And no no matter what that is, uh, you just can't do it. And number two, the accessibility that social media has given every fucking buddy. If I want to talk to Seth Rogen, I just get on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like if I want to do you can whoever nobody is out of reach. YouTubers, right. Right. Uh, music people, actors, you, they're just a tweet away or an Instagram DM away or, or whatever you're on like yeah. you can reach whoever now. And that is both great and dangerous at the same time because now you have this grieving mother, family rather, mm-hmm. um, that's receiving this, these messages. They're going directly to her pocket saying, this is what you get for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. And we also need to look at that side of social media and go, not, not only are we mad about cancel culture and this and that, but this needs to be addressed too. This hatred that you're able to send over the keyboard guilt free. Hmm. That's super dangerous yeah. and super harmful. What do you do? I don't fucking know. What do you do? Like, how do that's you? That's the problem. I don't fucking know. How do you do it. That's a problem that I, that's like a, a, a fundamental philosophical stopping point that I get to when I start to think about a lot of the a lot of the problems that we're dealing with right now, the, you know, um, uh, police brutality and, and, and primarily is the the one that comes to mind. And, and it's, yeah. um, you know, you can't, you can't legislate thought. You can't legislate love. Right. You can't, legislate people out of their opinion you can't legislate people out of their free speech so if you can't do any of that what do you do i guess i guess you Um, lead you know what i I mean i I guess guess you lead by example 
Yeah, I would guess. You, you, you. I guess you just keep putting that beacon out there, and hopefully that people see it and 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 react positively to it, and um, and and hopefully be able to move forward. Um, but there definitely need. I mean, we can definitely do things like like that social dilemma movie was talking about, where there needs to be regulate like stricter regulations on what is real and what's not, and what's you know what's getting posted and what's not on online um you shouldn't be able to just start a blog and then be like fucking guess what guys tom cruise ate my baby and then it gets fucking 10 million views and people are like oh my god tom cruise ate that guy's baby yeah well i think i think here's the problem here's the problem with that um i guess I guess in the same way that when you go to the bank and open up a bank account and in the same way that you go to a car dealership and you try to buy a car, you have to give them your social security number so that they can verify who you are. Right. Yeah. So maybe is it stricter? I guess um, maybe, I guess maybe, right. Maybe there could be a rule where you got a social security number and, it checks out. I mean, the banks have access to that. They have to, don't they? They have to have access to whatever that database is that like goes, okay, this is a person that you're allowed to give a bank account to. Yeah. Maybe that maybe the stricter ways that you sign up for, for platforms where I can't just be like Joe, nobody on Twitter. I I have to actually be Michael Malone. Yeah. But I suppose that actually like, oh man, that can be seen as a barrier for fucking, uh, underprivileged and, and, and underserved communities um, in the same way that we don't want that that there's a call for, you know, uh, generally it's generally voter and registrations like and like proof of verification and all that kind of stuff. There's uh, man, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, I yeah. think here's the here's what I think. And I and I don't want to be that dickhead that says I told you so. Um. But I think it was like two or three episodes ago, um, conversations ago, we were talking about, we were talking about Facebook and I I think I asked, and this could have been a a phone call that in the before times, but I, but I asked, would you use Facebook if you had to pay a dollar a month to use it? If, if the fundamental premise of Facebook being that they want to show you what is best served for you based on, uh, you know, advertising as the, the, the driving model for, for, uh, for growth. The way they pay their bills right now is through selling your data to uh, advertisers, right? Right. Well, if they all of a sudden made their if tomorrow – there was a rule that said you pay a dollar a month to use it, and now it goes back to the way it was before. Whoever you follow on your – whoever's friends are on your are on your friends list and you follow them, their shit shows up in a couple different orders you can choose from. You can choose between most recent, you can choose between most relevant, and you can choose between uh, – whatever you know what i'm saying um if it if it turned into being a thing that was back to being about people connecting with each other and not being advertised more like a smaller community based thing would that be something you would pay a dollar for because if there are billions of people using facebook all paying a dollar a month 
then all of a sudden they're making a billion dollars a month on Facebook. Now, again, it could be seen as a barrier um, for... Yeah, but how would I advertise to those people? Because I'm not... I guess it's different for me because I'm not uh, an average uh, fucking Joe. You know what I mean? Like I have something. I am a product, and so are you. Yeah. You're a product. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to sell ourselves to the public. And how am I still? Am I still able to uh, sell myself? Well, here's the thing. Right now, Facebook. Remember back in the good old days when, however many followers you had. You you would you would make a post and then that post would just show up on their feed at some point. And Facebook yeah, Facebook's that got it that all. That doesn't help me Face, grow. Facebook has gotten it all the way down to where one percent of the people who like your page see your content organically unless you pay for it. So I did not know uh, that. Yes, of the people who like your page, just it's going to pop up in their feed. Not because someone they are close friends with liked it, not because someone commented on it, not because someone shared it, just because they follow you and you posted it, less than 1%. Well, then, yeah, I'll pay a dollar because that's So that, then I mean, the question me, is if you can just get, then for a, for a brand, you just get access to your followers back. They, right, they, yeah, you be get like 100% having a mailing of your list for, Yeah, uh, exactly. So you got to pay a dollar to use it. Everybody pays a dollar. Maybe, maybe entertainers got to pay $2 or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's some right, kind yeah, of added yeah. benefit for being having a business page or whatever. But it's because here's See, the thing. Would, but would that actually cut down on the false uh, stories and, 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 and videos and all well, that stuff getting passed what around? It actually, think that would be? What it actually does, if it's partnered with a stricter verification system, which, I, again, I don't know how you do that without being, like, systemically racist. But, like, if it's harder to, to not qualify, but to, to, to verify in order to get a Facebook page, then they could pretty well know who posts what, right? And then once you find out something is – you still have your fact checkers. You still have your people going over content to make sure it's uh, not – but you know exactly who shared it. And that person can be banned forever. And until they go get a new social security number, they can't get a Facebook page again. Yeah, I, I don't see I don't think the stricter lockdowns on the sign up is that far fetched of an idea just because there's already so many websites doing that. Anything where you have to charge money or make money online, you already have to verify that you are this this guy cashing the check. Right. So PayPal, Venmo, any of that shit like right. anything that you are accepting or spending money on. Uh, the internet's like, wait a minute, who are you? So I don't think that asking Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or anybody like that to to have a, a verification process that is similar to a Venmo, a PayPal, or et cetera, is that absurd of, a, uh, of, of an ask. And I think you would cut down on a lot of the trolls, the bots, the, uh, the spamming that's going on. Because again, like anybody can be anything online. But what happens when they can't? Yeah. And I think but I think the important important along with that is that there has to be a fundamental change in the way that Facebook views um, views uh, their income streams, their revenue streams. Right. If their revenue is still tied to selling ads, then they are still going to do exactly what they're doing right now. 
right? Because they want to gather data on you so that they can serve you better ads. Whereas um, if there was just a fee you paid up front, you had to verify who the hell you were and you move forward from there, um, then they have only the only uh, – the only driving motivation that Facebook has at that point is to make sure that you're happy on the platform. That's all that, right? Because right. They, the only way they make money is to make sure that they have a kick-ass fucking platform. I honestly wish Twitter would do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wish that too, just because Twitter's whole deal is conversation, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Facebook's for sharing things, videos, photos, that kind of shit, like, you know, headline, this and that, but, like, Twitter is engagement. Yeah. It is it is a conversation with, with a, an individual or a group of people on a thread, like... Yeah. It's all about engagement, and uh, if you actually had your real identity tied to your profile, would you be saying all that shit that you're saying, or would you be doing the things you're doing? Well, cool. Right. If you if you do, cool. Now we know who not to fuck with, and you just right, get your account right, exactly. taken away or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's, I just think, but it's got, but it's got to be paired with the pulling of advertising dollars out of it. Um, because here's, here's the thing, Coca-Cola already has 10 goddamn billion likes. So (laughs) if you just give them access to those 10 likes back or those 10 billion likes back, I'll give them a hundred percent of the likes they got and everything they post goes to all hundred, hundred billion of those people. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. Because then what happens? Coca-Cola goes, holy shit, I got access to all these hundred million people that like my page. That means I can advertise all fucking day and they can't stop me. Oh, but yes, they can. They can just unfollow your ass. And if they unfollow your ass, then you have to figure out how to play that line in between. Am I being too annoying or am I being just annoying enough to make you want to coke? Like. Yeah, um, it be very much gets back to being about who's got the best marketing and less about who's got the most money. Um, yeah, if people yeah. are, but the problem is again, that's not how Facebook makes their money right now. Facebook is basically printing money by selling your data to giant companies, uh, yeah. and 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 they're not going to change. They're not going to. Unfortunately, I just I don't I don't know that they're going to change unless they're forced to. And but here's the thing: even by the most conventionally libertarian belief systems, the federal government does have the obligation to do two things. It has the obligation to regulate interstate commerce, and it has the, the obligation to provide for the common defense. And if you've got a a worldwide, let alone nationwide, tech company who is selling big data to other companies. Um, uh, for the sole purpose of, 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 of changing your behavior a little bit. And in order to do so, they're amplifying false stories. Uh, I don't see how that's not regulation of interstate commerce. So it seems to me that the federal government does have the jurisdiction to re- regulate Facebook and say, hey, Facebook, you are kind of responsible for the things that display on your servers. Kind of. In the same way that 
um, NBC has Saturday Night Live on every fucking week. And there's always a chance that someone's going to be like, fuck it, fuck, fuck, and pull their pants down in the middle of the screen. <laughs> right. But it is in Lorne Michaels' best interest that he makes sure that doesn't happen. It's in, it's in you know, Saturday Night Live production company's best interest that that doesn't happen. It's in uh, NBC's best interest that that doesn't happen, because if it happens, then the FCC is going to fuck them. Right, and everybody just plays ball. So everybody just knows that that's how it works. Well, the thing is, on Facebook, it was not initially conceived of nor advertised as a fucking marketing platform. So it slipped in, you know, all these social media sites slipped in under the radar. And then once they got in, they like bait and switched. They pulled off their outfit and like a superhero of disaster popped out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because they they were like, oh, we can make money on this? Well, fuck. Yeah. Let's do that. They made themselves absolutely indispensable. And then they made you start paying for it. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Um, I, tell you, I tell you what. Uh, it's the, also kind of evil. <laughs> <laughs> the, the U.S. also has the jurisdiction to shut down TikTok. Shut it down. It is TikTok. for China There's, to spy on us. It's for China dances. <laughs> There's, they're emailing you the China virus I on frankly, TikTok. Frankly, I don't know. I get, give me gone with the wind. I don't care about China dances. I watch all the Proud Boys dance videos on TikTok. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Incredible. Incredible. When I said incredible. When I said incredible. when I said step back, I didn't know you'd interpret that as drop that, but you did. <laughs> but you did. I see you. I see you, Proud Boys. I see you. <laughs> uh my uh my thing to share this week is uh is is to go and register to fucking vote. Please, for the love of God, vote in this election. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I think you kind of know who I'm rooting for you to vote for. Uh, <laughs> you can easily check to see if you're registered to vote, especially if you've moved recently this year or anything like that. Like double check and make sure you're registered and registered to vote at vote.org. It's super fucking simple. It takes less than two minutes. You just type in your little driver's license number and your name and your fucking address. And it'll be like, cool. Here's where to vote, and that's all you got to do. Show up and vote, but register first and make sure you're registered. Vote.org. Trump is uh, Trump is worried about poll watchers, and Malone is Dude. Malone is one of the rare poll rooters. He just sits in his <laughs> lawn chair and just roots. He just roots. He's like, go, Joe, go. Go, Joe, go. Go, write everybody. Write it, join it on this one. Go, Joe, go. I want you to go to the polls, make sure nobody's cheating, make sure you have your gun (laughs) and your American flag, sit by the entrance, block the doors, ask them who they're voting for. If they're voting for Joe, tell them sorry it's closed. That's cheating. Voting for Joe. Voting for Joe is not cheating. Voting for Joe is cheating. Cheating. (laughs) As long as there's a fair election in which everyone votes for me. If you vote for Joe, that's cheating. I found my own ballot. (laughs) I found a ballot in the White House filled out by Melania. It said Trump sucks. I put it in a trash can. (laughs) And I took took it down to the Potomac. (laughs) I set it in the Potomac like Moses' mother did him. And I sent it. 
down the river. <laughs> lo and behold, lo and behold, all these ballots that say Trump on them are found in a creek. This fucking guy, dude. Cheaters. <sighs> Cheaters. Uh, my thing to share is, um, hey, go figure. Uh, once again, considerably less, uh, less important. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I have, I have a Kurt, I have a Kurt Vonnegut quote that I want to share. Okay. Um, and, uh, the quote says, go into the arts. I'm not kidding. Uh, the arts are not a way to make a living. They're a very human way of making life more tolerable. Practicing an art, no matter how well or badly, is a way to make your soul grow, for heaven's sake. So sing in the shower, dance to the radio, tell stories, write a poem for a friend, even a lousy poem. Do it as well as you possibly can, and you will get an enormous reward. Because you will have created something. I love that. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's great. It's pretty good. I think. Yeah. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of nerves that just come from like life in general. And if you sit down at anything and just make something happen that wasn't there previously, you feel like you're leaving a mark on the world. And it seems stupid, but it's very important. I think you, you, every day you should make something. I love that. Hey, man. Yeah. Good, good talk right today, in. buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat some. Keep, keep hope alive. I'm gonna go eat some. Keep, keep poll. <laughs> hey, all I have to do is register as a poll rooter. You just go down. <laughs> you throw up a couple waves. You sometimes, uh, if you've got what do they call those? What do they call those? The South American horns, the vuvuzelas. Get yourself a vuvuzela. <laughs> go Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a lot of poll workers in my lifetime. Hey, I've, I've given them lots of money. I've peed on a lot of poll workers in my time. <laughs> ask, ask, ask not who, what poll worker you can pee on, but but which poll worker can pee on you. I love you, buddy. I love you too. Talk man. to you later. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. I appreciate you listening in on our phone calls, you beautiful weirdo. If you would, follow us on Twitter at SpeakerphonePod. That's at S-P-E-A-K-E-R-P-H-O-N-E-P-O-D. SpeakerphonePod. We're going to be sharing links to the stuff we reference and other things we find funny, and we'd love you to join the conversation. In the meantime, if you're looking for more high-quality content, check out 4D Podcast Network. They were kind enough to invite us into their family, and we think you'll dig the rest of the roster. Appreciate you.